Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Our final focus today is on staying safe online, and so I'd like to thank uh, Terry Woodcroft and Elizabeth Enox for some information that they've sent through. Unfortunately, they weren't available to present today, but we live in a digital world that is now being exploited by uh, criminals as well. So uh, we're going to touch on a few different ways of staying safe online. Everyone needs to realise that all personal information that you put up online remains online and it can be accessed remotely not only by your friends and family that you've shared it with but also future employers and online offenders. So be very careful when you're posting information about yourself, particularly via social media, which a lot of younger people today are posting information up that they mightn't think about the consequences of where that information then goes. One of the terms we're going to be using is grooming. Now although it's often used regarding children, grooming can occur at any age. It's information, images and videos that people put up via social media and websites that can attract the attention of various offenders. It could be sexual offenders, it could be identity thieves. Grooming is when somebody will engage with you online in conversations to attract your trust. So be very aware that when you share information online, it may be used by predators to foster a relationship with you. They could pretend to be of a similar age, have similar interests to you. A simple test to see what information is already online about you is to Google your name and address. And sometimes you'll be surprised how many images you might find of yourself up online through friends who have shared things, what information is already out there about you online that you haven't posted. If you are going to be using online sites, it's best not to use your full name. This also includes chat sites and online dating services. Use a pseudonym because that is the safest option until you know that you can trust someone and your details aren't as easy to track online. Never give out your personal address or details to a stranger online for them to come and meet you personally because um, I'm sure everyone has heard some horror stories of people meeting up thinking that they're meeting someone that they've been able to trust for it to go horribly awry. Another suggestion is to not use your Facebook or Instagram photos if you are on an online dating platform. Don't use those as your profile picture because it's very easy for online stalkers to match up your personal Facebook profile with an online profile that you've created. And then, as Jeff said before, people can find you online if you've said, you know, these are my holiday photos, I'm in Bali at the moment. That person could then be um, following the link down to find your address and potentially be burgling your place while you're on holiday. Never agree to meet with a stranger that you've met online in a private space. Always make sure that it is busy, open, with plenty of people around you, cafes, etc. like that, so that there's plenty of people around that will see you in the open. If you are meeting with a stranger that you've chatted with online, always make sure that a trusted friend or family member knows where you are and where you should be. When you're meeting with someone for the first time, don't disclose overly personal information about yourself. Keep it reasonably vague. Don't name where you work. You can potentially talk about what sort of work you do, but naming where you work can be a potential visit from that person in the future and they could then follow you home to where you live. If you're going to be meeting with somebody, drive yourself or use public transport. Don't get in a car with a stranger. And no matter how tempting it is after that first meeting in the offline world, as romantic as it sounds, try not to do the uh, walk home because that is giving them access to your address.
Then we move on to identity theft. Again, think before you post anything online. If you wouldn't say it to someone in person, you probably shouldn't be saying it online because posting personal information in a public domain such as Facebook can give other people the opportunity to use your details, as uh, Jeff and Bambi said, to create fake accounts using your information. If you've got your full name, date of birth, credit card details, address or phone number on a personal page, it can quite easily be used by someone to set up accounts and use your identity. The same goes when posting personal information about friends and family. If you wouldn't walk up to someone in the street and say it out loud, you shouldn't post it online. So you wouldn't go and tell a stranger about going to your friend's birthday party at this time at this place. Best not to post it up online. Some ways to prevent identity theft is by using passwords. Creating strong, complex passwords will keep your personal and financial information safe from hackers and online attack. They talk about using a complex password. I know that they are very difficult to remember, (laughs) but they are the safest way to protect your information online. And when we're constantly using logins to different things in our lives, having different passwords for everything you use is very important. So a complex password consists of capital, lowercase letters, numerals and special symbols. And that's so that people outside your real world cannot be replicating that information by um, copying very simple passwords such as your name and your date of birth. You'd be surprised how many people can guess your passwords quite simply by having a conversation with you. There's a very simple test that people do sitting in a train carriage, striking up a conversation with a stranger to then be able to log into their computer knowing what pets they have at home, the name of their mother or father. So if you're using a password manager to store and create passwords for your accounts, make sure that it offers what's called a multi-factor authentication. And again, that goes back to the strength of your password. Don't share your passwords with anyone else. Uh, If you need them written down, don't have them all written on the same piece of paper and definitely do not have that information near your computers. Have it somewhere safe that you maybe keep with you at all times, that you can take to or from any digital device you might be using or have it stored away, similar to what you would with your keys or your uh, garage door after today. (laughs) Network security is also something that comes into play. At home you might be using a secure protected connection but quite often we're tempted to log in using free public Wi-Fi. Often that is what we call unsecured. You can create your own private network using a hotspot which then creates a secure connection for you so that you're safely connected without sharing your details online such as login passwords. Often if you agree by clicking yes Uh, You might be logging in using your Facebook account or another social media that has all your details stored on it. Unless you've finally read the terms and conditions, sometimes that information can then be getting passed on to third parties. So be very careful when using free Wi-Fi. Home systems, it's suggested that you have a firewall. It's an electronic barrier that blocks any unauthorised access to your computer and devices. Firewalls can be used to provide comprehensive security to all your internet devices including webcams and smart devices so that your network cannot be hacked into easily. And as Bambi and Jeff said today about uh, security footage, there's some brilliant apps out there that can recognise motion. I know iSpy is a great one that I've used previously, but uh, the same thing that if you're not using a secure network at home, that means that someone can be using your home security camera to see if you're home. They could log in on their computer and check around to see are they home at the moment. Now's a perfect time to drop by and pay a visit.
Making sure you use a firewall, very important. Practice the art of safe clicking. Avoid phishing scams and social engineering by reporting any of those spam emails. We often get lots of them and you hit the delete button, which is always the quickest way to deal with it, but actually reporting it does help to pass it down the line so that those emails get stopped before they arrive in your inbox. Checking junk mail can also be a way to prevent those sorts of messages getting through to other people's accounts. Similar to the support group that's set up for the drug and alcohol, it's turning something negative into something positive by everyone working together to help stop people from phishing. So for those that don't know what phishing is, it's the online term for trying to gather your data by dangling a hook. It might be click for free coupons. It might be, congratulations, you've won a million dollars. We just need you to fill in this survey to finalise the deposit. Don't respond to any requests from strangers that, as Bambi said, sound too good to be true. It is. There are often websites that look very authentic but have been set up with a duplicate. The safest thing to do is to make sure that you have security software enabled on your device that will scan through and identify spam things. You'll often get a message to say, uh, this doesn't look secure, are you sure you want to proceed? That's then when you can do your own visual check to see if you trust the information where it's come from or whether you report it as suspicious. The really important one is whenever you are perhaps shopping online, visiting websites, check the start of the web address. It needs to have HTTPS. Occasionally you will see HTTP, which logs you into the internet, but that S at the end stands for secure. So hypertext transfer protocol is the HTTP. That is what a website is made from. The S at the end ensures that it is a secure link. You can also look for a little padlock icon at the end of the website that will ensure that your information is encrypted and your data is safe. Be very aware of websites that contain misspellings or bad grammar in their web addresses as they could be copycats of legitimate websites. So thank you very much for uh, that. I hope that's answered a few questions, given you a bit of food for thought.